Hi everyone, welcome to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder and this is the program where we dig deeper to understand what really matters most in business. I want to thank you all for watching and listening to Behind the Numbers. Really appreciate your support of this program. Today I am excited to uh, welcome a friend and a guest of ours who is uh, making a real big difference here in the, uh, the Philadelphia market. His name is Corey Donovan and he's the executive director of an organization called Impact PHL. Corey, welcome to Behind the Numbers. Glad to be here, David. Thanks for having me. That's uh, a pleasure. Tell the audience a little bit about who you are and Impact PHL, and then we'll jump in. Sure. Impact PHL is a nonprofit advocacy organization. We uh, encourage and help people uh, and organizations like family offices, foundations, as well as individuals, whether they have a lot of money or a little bit of money, uh, to align their financial assets with their values. Uh, and the reason we uh, do that is because we think that by aligning our financial assets with our values is the only way we can achieve a more sustainable, more inclusive, and more resilient regional economy. Yeah. Now, aligning financial capital with core values is a theme that is super popular and current right now with different concepts, you know, ESG investing, stakeholder capitalism. What we're talking about here while it smells and feels like it may be the same thing, it's, it's a little bit different. And I want you to maybe make some of those distinctions if you could, uh, or the parallels where, where appropriate. Yeah, so I think the idea here is that uh, we start with this idea, as I describe it to people, that most of us were either taught or assumed a, what I call a two-pocket version of capitalism. Uh, I make money with this hand through investments, uh, through business, through employment, and I do good with this hand by donating, volunteering, um, voting, maybe protesting. And we don't often think about what I call one pocket capitalism, which is what are the two, how do the two come together, right? So on this hand, if I'm investing in cigarette stocks, but I'm donating money because I care about cancer, or I'm protesting for Black Lives Matter, but with this hand, I'm invested in the for-profit prison system, we're encouraging people to take a deeper look at um, what, the, what, what we call, might call externalities of where your money and where your financial assets are and what that's causing. Because on, this, on the other hand, it's often difficult to then go back and fix the problems after the fact, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, so when you talk about investors, are you talking about individuals or are you talking more of institutional types? Both. Yep. I, I think everyone has a role here, whether you have, like I said, foundations, family offices, high net worth folks, credit investors, but also anybody who has a 401k. In fact, we recently did a webinar with an organization uh, called As You Sow. They're a nonprofit research uh, shareholder advocacy organization out of Oakland, California. And they have an online tool called Invest Your Values that allows you to very quickly and easily see what you know, the mutual funds you're invested in. Um, and what, what, you know, they, the genius of their tool is that they give a letter grade um, across these different lenses, whether it's gender or plastics or deforestation or for-profit for prisons. So you punch in a five-letter ticker symbol for the mutual fund you own, and then you get literally a report card back about what you own. And so going back to your question about who does this apply to, I think the answer is to everyone. And for anybody who has a 401k or if they work for a nonprofit like I do, a 403b, then you have financial assets. Those financial assets are creating outcomes, positive or negative, and I think everyone should at least know that and be aware of it. Yeah, so let's drill into exactly perhaps how Impact PHL is involved in this process. And I know one of the big mantras is regarding uh, thinking local. Right. So I think the call to action for us is 
um, be aware of what you own first and foremost, right? And a lot of people aren't that attached to their money. They might know what stocks they own or what mutual funds they own. And for a lot of people that own for, you know, they have a 401k, some of them don't even check those statements, right? So they might not even know that. But I think the call to action is first and foremost, know what you own. Second of all, do some homework about what those financial assets, uh, what, what outcomes they're creating, how they're affecting people and planet and the, the, the community. And here for Impact PHL, we are based in Philadelphia. For us, it's about the Philadelphia region. So how are those financial assets creating a better Philadelphia or a worse Philadelphia? So the first call to action is be intentional, know where your money is and know what outcomes it's creating. Uh, and then that might lead you after this conversation, David, you might go use the as you soak tool, uh, do some homework on your mutual funds. The second step I think is talk to your financial advisor, right? Make it clear to them what is important to you. Ideally those financial, the people in the financial industry are being proactive and asking their clients about this, but unfortunately that's not how things have been done historically. And more often than not, they're actually probably afraid to bring it up to you because everybody's concerned about, am I in the top quartile? How much am I making? You know, and have I, uh, you know, we're very short-term profit driven because of our, you know, our quarterly reporting system. But the first call to action is be intentional. And then the second call to action is think local, right? Because just like we all live here in the Philadelphia region, at least within my universe. So I'm going to assume that everyone cares about Philadelphia. And if you go back and do a, a negative ESG screen on your public stock portfolio, that's fantastic. That's a home run, as I call it, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean a lot that, that those impacts are going to have a direct impact on Philadelphia here. So our second call to action is think local. Think about how you, David, can invest your money in the Philadelphia region to provide your capital to social entrepreneurs here that are solving issues or real estate developers that are being intentional in nature um, or small businesses, small diverse businesses here in the region. And that way you can have a direct outcome and a more direct outcome here on the Philadelphia region itself. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what a social entrepreneur is. And when you talk about investing in small businesses, most of the time that means that uh, they're privately held and for a, a normal typical investor uh, that's often a challenge because we can only purchase shares of companies that are traded on an exchange so how would someone watching or listening uh, take this call to action and maybe invest locally yeah so first of all i think you know, your question there about social entrepreneurs that uh, these are folks that have mission built into their business uh, from the get-go right so and it doesn't necessarily define what they do or what they sell, right? Uh, so, you know, Patagonia is a mission-driven business. Ben and Jerry's is a mission-driven business. Uh, and here in the Philadelphia region, we have Triple Bottom Brewing um, in the Callow Hill neighborhood of Philadelphia. It's a brewing and restaurant, but they hire uh, returning citizens and uh, formerly homeless uh, people as part of their work staff. We have Wash Cycle Laundry that does the same uh, uses environmentally friendly detergents and uses bicycles. Uh, we have First Step Staffing, which is a staffing agency that, again, um, hires people that are um, uh, returning citizens and formerly homeless. So so it's not necessarily that they're creating a product or a service. It's uh, they can be doing it in their business processes. Um, so that's the first thing I want to say. And you're right. I think for uh, for those who understand, you know, the, the nomenclature is an accredited investor, right? So if you're an accredited investor, you generally have complete freedom over where you can put your money, investing in startups, et cetera. 
And up until uh, recently, uh, most people could not put their money into smaller local businesses. But now there's crowdfunding platforms uh, that allow you to not just do a Kickstarter where you donate some money and you get a reward for it, but you can put your money as an investment into a small or local organization to help that business grow. And then they can, um, it can be a loan, it can be an equity investment, uh, it can be a convertible note. And so that's becoming more and more popular. And I think especially with some of the challenges in the venture capital side of things uh, for entrepreneurs, where it's hard to get that um, uh, that capital, it's very competitive. Uh, they can go out to their their customers or their community and say, hey, we need some money to get off the ground, to grow, to expand, to launch a new business. And then they can tell their story. And then non-accredited investors, people like me, can put their money behind it. And there's a there's a lot of platforms out there now, actually, that are growing. Um, uh, there's uh, there's one for farms. There's one for local businesses. Um, you know, small change, Honeycomb Credit, Republic, Raising Green, and then there's sort of an aggregation platform called Investibule that aggregates uh, all of those into one platform. But these are all platforms that anyone can go on and look at, uh, look for local companies and look to put their money into. Yeah, Corey, we're going to have to take a commercial break here in just another minute. But before we go to break, I want you to tell the audience how they can contact you if they want to learn more about Impact PHL. Sure. Our website is impactphl.org. And my email address is Corey, C-O-R-Y, at impactphl.org. Great. Thank you. And on that note, we're going to pause for just a couple of seconds here, take a quick commercial break, and come back with Corey Donovan. Don't go anywhere. The election is right around the corner. RVN TV encourages you to register and vote. To get information about how to register and the different methods to vote this election season, visit vote.gov. Every vote counts, so don't delay. Family law firm located in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. We handle cases in Montgomery County, Chester, Bucks, Delaware, and Philadelphia counties. We have six highly experienced lawyers and have represented clients for more than 30 years regarding these issues. Our clients depend on us to sort through the complicated issues involved in divorce and division of assets, spousal and child support, and custody. We listen to them, we gather the information, and we help them make informed decisions. We pride ourselves in our knowledge and our experience. We try to settle cases when we can, but we zealously advocate for our clients at trial as experienced and successful litigators. If you need help on any of these family life issues, please call us for an appointment at 215-542-2105 or check us out on our website at www.shemtablaw.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking about investing locally with great impact with Corey Donovan, who's the executive director of Impact PHL. Corey, I wanted to start with this segment to talk about, I'll give you a chance to brag basically, because I, I know that Impact PHL is somewhat of a, a unique organization and you've gotten some national attention on this. I'd like you to talk about that because there are folks that watch and listen literally around the globe and maybe there's some connecting of dots that can be done to help them get involved with or maybe even start similar organizations in their local communities. Sure. Well, first of all, I'll take a second to brag about Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia has some some legacy and some legitimate chops in this area. I mean, the Quakers are quite credited 
on the Wikipedia page at being the first impact investors uh, here in the Philadelphia region. B Lab is a global movement and their headquarters here in the Philadelphia region. We have the Sustainable Business Network, uh, the most active chapter of Social Venture Circle, uh, which are credit investors that invest in social enterprises. So I think we have a core there and that really was at the um, at the genesis of Impact PHL in terms of coordinating those efforts so that we can do more together. But, but yes, we are being told from the outside that Impact PHL is fairly unique and that there isn't another organization like this that is a catalyst and ecosystem builder for the regional impact economy. And so we are starting to get inbound phone calls from across the country, people that, are, that find us and are curious about what we're doing and how we're doing it. And a couple of weeks ago, I was on the phone with Rotterdam. So kind of out of the blue, we got a phone call from halfway across the world about just to learn about what we're doing and, and how we're doing this. Because at the end of the day, we are in the business as a nonprofit of changing how people think about their money. And that is something that has been well ingrained in us in terms of that two pocket system I talked about. We've been doing that for decades or centuries. So we're trying to change that. Yeah, and for folks who may have just tuned in for this segment and didn't hear your contact info in the first segment, now's probably a great time for you to tell people how they can reach you if they want to learn more, get some ideas, and perhaps start an organization in their own neighborhoods. Sure. Our website is impactphl.org. Uh, we're on all social media as impactphl. Well, impactphl, and then my email is Corey C O R Y at impactphl.org. Great. It's funny uh, when you were talking about Philadelphia being a great town, a great community. I uh, saw something on social media this morning that said Philadelphia is not as bad as Philadelphians claim it to be. <laughs> so, well said. Uh, I want to shift gears just a little bit in terms of the, the investment opportunity. Um, we have a lot of folks who watch and listen who are business owners, entrepreneurs who are seeking to raise capital. Uh, maybe they've got a business model that fits with the the mission of Impact PHL. Can you talk a little bit about how those kinds of companies might be able to work with your organization and, and what are the things you look for in, we'll call it investment criteria? Yeah, so we, first and foremost, we're an advocacy organization. We don't make direct investments ourselves, but our community includes family offices, foundations, high net worth investors, uh, and a lot of other folks with capital. So what we are trying to do is build an ecosystem here of like-minded people who do see the opportunity to align financial assets with values. Uh, and like I said earlier, to create a better Philadelphia, right? How do we leverage our capital? How do we leverage our collective financial capital uh, to create the kinds of outcomes we want rather than pursuing profit at all costs with our left hand, creating problems, and then hoping to fix them with government and nonprofit solutions on the right hand, right? And so there's a, there's a million different ways to do this, but that's ultimately what we are, and the, the community that we're uh, hoping to bring together and, and aggregate. And um, and so I think, again, to get back to your point, that when it comes to a, a business, large, small, uh, uh, old or new, uh, the B-Lab framework, for those who aren't familiar, it's, it's the B-Corp certification uh, is, is to being a good business, what certified uh, USDA organic is to milk or certified fair trade is to coffee, right? So if you tell me I'm a good business, I do good in my community, the question becomes, how do I know that, right? And so if you pursue B Corp certification, and you become a B Corp, um, then that is a way to tell your customers, your employees, and your investors that 
I, I'm a business and I'm a for-profit business, but I optimize not just for the last penny of profit, but for what's good for people, planet, and profit. Uh, and so even if you're not going to become a B Corp, because I do consider them the Olympic athletes of this space, I think it's good for all business owners and business leaders to understand what that framework looks like, because it really does help you understand uh, how all the decisions you make on a daily basis and how you structure your company, how that affects all those stakeholders. Um, and so I think when people understand that, then they can have that in mind as they make decisions, as they shift priorities, as they um, put together strategic plans. And I think as time shifts, the more we move forward, all three legs of the stool that every business needs, customers, employees, and investors, are all sending signals that profit at all costs is no longer acceptable. And that if you want my talent, my time, my treasure, that I need to know what else you're doing. On the startup side of things, there's a tool called um, social impact projection. So if you are an early stage company that has this built into your mission, the social impact projection tool, which was created right here in Philadelphia, provides a framework to help you project the impact that your startup will have so that when you go to an investor, you can um, use more of a quantifiable um, metric rather than just a qualitative description of what you're going to do. Yeah. Corey, was there, in your view, a, a tipping point around a particular issue that really got this awareness, um, the, the visibility that it's deserving? I mean, I think there's actually a number of inflection points. I mean, we've been around for four years. And even four years ago, when we came out of the gate talking about what we wanted to do here, people kind of scratched their heads. Um, but, you know, BlackRock, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, the world's largest uh, asset holder, has made some really big statements within the last couple of years, putting his weight behind it. Techstars has come out and said that their impact portfolio is outperforming their regular portfolio. And I think one of the bigger um, inflection points is when the Council of CEOs, the Roundtable of CEOs, came out and said that we're walking away from the Milton Friedman, you know, the, the only job of a business is to maximize shareholder value and said that you know we're, we're walking away from that that philosophy but in in just the last couple of well 2020 you know if you add up the triple whammy of climate change covid and you know the black lives matter movement i think a lot of people are sitting around saying something is very broken something is very wrong and i want i we need to do something different and i think what our message is is that your financial assets are a tool that allow you to put your full uh, financial weight behind the issues you care about. But most people don't realize they have that tool and they have not fully employed that tool. So that's really uh, goes back to our call to action. Yeah, we have just a couple of minutes remaining in the program, Corey, but I wanted to uh, talk about the influence of suburbia. Uh, and I know Impact PHL, while you talk about Philadelphia, it, it's a much broader regional scope than just Philadelphia proper, if you will. Talk a little bit about the impact of the suburbs on the city? Yeah, so I think actually there's um, an Adam Ruins Everything video that uh, goes into redlining, right? So for those who aren't familiar with redlining, uh, it's definitely something worth looking up in terms of systemic racism and, and how that affected people of color within the city. And then, you know, what is often called white flight, you know, of people to the suburbs that took their wealth and their capital to the suburbs. And, you know, for a city like Philadelphia, that is the poorest big city in the country, you know, we've got a little bit of a city suburb divide. 
And for Impact PHL, we are a regional organization, right? So I'd like to see the wealth of the Philadelphia region aligned with what's in the best interest of the Philadelphia region. Um, Brian Stevenson uh, also has a book and a movie, um, you know, that talks about the importance of proximity, right? Because at the end of the day, we need to know who each other are and how we live in order to really build an economy that works for everyone. And so I think that's a, a challenge and an opportunity for Philadelphia to really bring city and suburb um, together in order to build a, a regional economy that is united. Yeah, great message, Corey. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you'll come back sometime in the future as things continue to unfold for you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, Appreciate it's a pleasure. It. And thank you at home for watching and listening to Behind the Numbers. Without you, we don't have a program. So thank you so much. Please leave a comment. Please leave a review. And a big shout out to our growing international audience. Let us know where you're watching and listening. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and we will see you again next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care, everybody.